Welcome to the Black Girls Work Podcast, where we talk to successful women of color in the service provider industry who have been exactly where you are and are currently where you're trying to go. Every week, we'll talk to a Black girl worker, and she will share with us tips, stories, and inspiration to help you through this journey. I'm your host, Ayana Hoskins. Let's jump in. Hey, Kay. Welcome to the Black Girls Work Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, boo. Hey, I'm so excited. Guys, Kay is my absolute boo. We have never actually met in person, but we are internet besties. King is her baby and he is my internet nephew. So I'm super excited for her to be the first person to grace the Black Girls Work podcast. This is like, it warms my heart. Um, So Kay is a social media strategist and business coach. And when I tell you guys, she knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. So Kay. Tell us about your background and what led you to becoming, um, I know you have a background as well in social media. So tell me what led to you doing social media management and how you got to where you are now. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to be like the first guest. Yes. Yes. That for me. (laughs) Um, But so how I got my start. um, So like, you want me to go like way, way back or just like back a little bit? I love your story. So I want you to start from like mad girl scientist to hot girl business coach. (laughs) So for me, I started out, um, I went to school to be a doctor. So I went and got my undergrad degree in biology and turned around and I was like, all right, I'm going to med school. Um, I, that wasn't the plan for me to go to med school since I was five years old. So I went to medical school and hated it. It was terrible. It was trash. It was such a bad experience. Um, I realized that at least where I was, um, it was less about like engaging and like actually helping people and more about like, okay, get them through the ER quickly. And for me, did not sit well in my spirit. Like it, it just left me feeling so empty, so broken. My like t- breaking point was <laughs> the day that I actually got like a, a C for spending too much time with a patient. And I was like, yeah, no, this is not going to work for me. Like the whole right. point I'm being a doctor is to help people. And you're telling me I'm spending too much time with this person. And it was literally, I spent like three extra minutes and they were like marks off. And I'm like, wow, no, not going to work. Yeah. So needless to say, I spent a lot of time crying. I would go to my room before my roommate would come home and I would like sit in the bathroom in the dark and I would just cry. I would just cry. Like, this is so terrible. Like it was just a rock bottom moment for me. So when I came back home from a break, I was like, listen, I'm not going back to school. That's it. And everybody's like, what the world? Like all this studying, all this stuff, and you're not going to finish and be a doctor. No, I'm not. So (laughs) after I, um, after I left med school, um, I went to grad school again, more science because I love science and it's fun. So I went to school and I started teaching in um, grad school and I got married fell in love with this boy whatever um (laughs) (laughs) fell in love you know got married did the thing and um and so then I moved up to Atlanta now mind you at this point your girl got two degrees and could not get a job to save her life like I couldn't get a job to save my life I started driving for Uber and I started driving for Instacart and I just was feeling really broken I was just like god like this cannot be my life like I have two degrees, can't get a job. And now I'm driving for Uber and Instacart. Like, what is this? What's going on? And so um, at that point, I was like, you know what? I just need to find something that I can do on my own. I've always been the type of person that, you know, I, I don't like being on someone else's clock. You know, I'm always late for work <laughs> kind of situation. Girl, same. <laughs> and so um, I started, uh, I-, I bought a camera. 
I bought a camera online. Um, I think I bought it from like, I don't know, a random place. I bought a camera and I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing photography. So I started practicing. I started doing photo shoots um, and I started building my business on social media. Literally, I just got on social media and I posted some photos that I took and then I just started DMing people. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm here and do you need pictures? You know, like literally it was nothing fancy. It was nothing. I didn't finesse or anything. Like when I look back at those messages, like- (laughs) I I still see some of them pop up because some of those people now work with me. Um, I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I said that. (laughs) This is so cringy. (laughs) Right. It's so terrible. Like I was like, I was telling people like, hey, um, you know, I I would love to do, you know, I'm new to the area. I would love to do a photo shoot for you. It's usually $50, but I'll discount it to $20 for you. $20? Wow. Girl, when I read those messages and then I think about my current prices, I'm just like, woo, child. Gross. We got to start somewhere. Yeah, it's the growth for me. Um, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> but um, so I built my business that way. And I was working with like bloggers, influencers, business owners. And they were like, you know, how are you getting all these clients? Because they could see like I was like getting a lot of clients. And so um, I started teaching them. I started showing them like what I was doing, how I was doing it. And they started getting clients and getting results. And I was like, huh. So finally, people were like, I don't want to do my social media. I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, my social media agency was born. And from there, I've just been doing that. I've been coaching. Um, it's just evolved into this beautiful thing that happened. I mean, I, I love to say like it happened by accident. Like yeah. you, I just happened to walk in alignment. I just happened to walk into my calling and it just, it fell into place. It wasn't easy, but it fell into place. Right. One of the biggest reasons why I wanted you to tell your full story is because it literally shows the growth. Like it, there's so many people who have that story of, oh, I went to school. I'm one of them. I went to school, I have a degree, I can't get a job, or I didn't finish school because of X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. so they just stepped out on faith and they they went to try something, but then it was like, hmm, this ain't working right now. Now I need to enter, I need a cash injection. So let me go Instacart, let me go Uber, let me go. And you know, I've done that also. And you know, there's times where we where we feel like, oh, it's not working. Like, what am I gonna do? But you gotta snap into action. You gotta, that's literally the mindset of being an entrepreneur and the thing that we have to deal with is like snapping into action when you need to and grinding it out. Like no matter what, like me and my husband are both entrepreneurs and every once in a while, there's a, a, a month where the rent might be a couple of days late, but we chose this life, you know? So this is the life that we chose. And until we get to the point, you know, where we're able to rent is coming out with, we don't even realize it came out because there's so much money in the bank, which is coming. Yes. I'm claiming it. Okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're human. Things happen, but we chose this journey because of the freedom that it provides us. So I love that you were able to, despite everything that you had, all the work you had put in, you're like, no, I, there's a greater purpose for me. And I, I'm going to go down that road of purpose, even if it creates some challenges for me. So. Yes. Yes. And you know, I think that that's like a a trait that entrepreneurs need to have. It's resilience, right? Being able to like stick to it, to bounce back and to persevere in the, in the hard moments, because that period that I was driving for Uber and Instacart, when I think about it, I always get really emotional. It makes, it literally makes me want to cry because it was the worst time of my life. Like I just got married and some things were happening in my family life. Uh, my, like my actual family and, 
it caused like a huge breakdown. Like I just had like a rock bottom moment with my family. A lot of relationships were severed, like, and I'm a family person. So that was like super hard. So I'm going through all like personal, emotional turmoil and trying to like move through that overcoming childhood wounds and all that, like childhood trauma, all this crazy stuff that just happened in this one time period. And then your girl is driving for Uber and Instacart. And it just made me feel terrible. But when I think back to that moment, I'm so proud of that girl. Like I'm so proud of Kay for humbling myself and being like, you know what? I'm not going to just sit here and do nothing. I'm going to go and, and and do something. And that thing was driving for Uber and Instacart. And listen, if I ever come up on hard times, your girl going to get right back in her car. Say it again. Uber and Instacart. There, I mean, we have yes. to be humble. You know what I'm saying? We have to be humble. Just as sure as God will give it to us, he can take it away from us. So it's, it's no shade to anybody driving. Sis, get in your car and go drive for Uber and Instacart and be glad and joyful in that, that you have, because that's freedom, right? You, you can do it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. You have that freedom and flexibility and you can use that money to pour back into your business. When I bought my camera, it was money that I made from Instacart. It was, I took that money that I made in Instacart. I worked some extra shifts and I bought my camera. And, and for the beginning of my business, probably for the first, maybe six months of my business, I was financing it purely with Instacart and Uber. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's why I don't tell people to quit their jobs. Like don't quit your job. You need that. Keep that. If you have the you security, security, keep it there. Mm-hmm. Keep it there. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Definitely. So along your journey from getting started to where you are now, what have been some of the struggles that you faced along the way? Oh, um, you know, when I think about my struggles, I always think about times where I felt like I was doing all the right things and still not seeing any results. Um, this especially happened to me in 2000 and. 19. So right before the pandemic hit, um, I just, I I was pregnant and I was just at a place where I was like, God, I have been grinding for two years straight. I've been working forwards and backwards. I've been doing every strategy that everybody says, you know, everybody's like, oh, email marketing, this, that, doing all the things. Right. And I was just like, I was the girl, like a lot of people that know me from when I started my business, they know me as the person that I created a crap ton of content. I had mm-hmm. a lot of things out and I was doing a lot of things. And in hindsight, I realized that I was putting out an image um, that wasn't attainable for other people. So then when I got clients and they couldn't meet, reach, you know, reach those same levels yeah. or do the same things, it was like a, re- a weird disconnect. And I think that that was my biggest struggle. My biggest struggle was realizing that I don't have to run myself into a wall to be successful. Like, I don't have to do 5,000 things. I don't have to, you know, just because someone announced a new strategy on Clubhouse, I don't got to do it. Oh, like, goodness. <laughs> I'm so glad you tapped into that. <laughs> Girl, like, it kills me. It kills me, people. Like, and, and I have to, like, I DM a lot of people now because I'm like, Girl, what made you post a meme at 2 in the morning? Oh, someone in Clubhouse said post memes at 2 a.m. <laughs> That's how you get engagement. And I'm like, bruh, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not, you know, and then they're, they're surprised when the post fall. And it's just like, I, I had to re- like, my biggest struggle has always been, and, and I actually created an event um, called mind your business, but my biggest struggle has been minding my own business, like staying in my own lane, using what I know works. To, and, and like, it's funny how I was so successful in the beginning of my business, but because I got shiny object syndrome, I ruined it. Right. I, I, I drove my business straight into the ground because I was trying to copy 
what all these big people are saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's so unnecessary. And, um, and I think that's always been like my biggest struggle. Cause even now, you know, I'm at a place where I'm like, dang, I want to make a million dollars. Like I want a million. And will. Period. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to like remind myself like, all right, Kay, you're going to get there when it's your time. Like you don't have to do all these extra things. You don't got to do 5,000 posts or whatever. Like I don't have to do all those things. I just need to mind my business, stay in my lane. The day will happen. The time will come, you know? And so it's like, all right, got to be patient, you know, but I think that like, that's been my biggest struggle. Um, and it's a, it's a common struggle that I see a lot of people have with, with just this, like staying in your lane, like it's going to work out. So many amazing points in that. And one of the biggest ones that you hit on was really, was the minding your business. And that goes it, with comparison that goes with seeing other people who are where you are and then being like, well, we started at the same time. How did she do X, Y, and Z? Yes. Girl, like how did she do X, Y, and Z? And why am I still here? You still here because you minded her business. (laughs) If you would start focusing on what you're doing and building. And a lot of times we have to be honest with ourselves. And I've had to do this a lot. I've had to be 110% honest with myself and ask myself, are you doing what, are you really putting in the work? You're saying that you're doing things, but are you really? (laughs) Yes, yes. Like, are you really? And when I really sat down, I'm like, I haven't been doing anything. You know what I was doing? I was running around in a circle chasing my tail. And the tail was everything that I thought I needed to do to succeed, but nothing. I was not actually doing anything. I was... and. You said this to me yourself that I was going to plan my business to death. And I literally that when you said that, I'm like, I ain't been doing nothing. Like I have not actually, that's the difference between being booked and busy and being productive. It like you cannot booked and busy is cute, but are you actually doing anything when you're busy? <laughs> like it's the it's the moments where everybody talks about being busy and it's like, no, you need to be productive. You need to actually be doing things that are going to move you forward. If you're realizing you haven't gone anywhere, nine times out of 10, it's because you're either comparing yourself, you're trying to free or buy every little thing and listen to everybody, get all every coach's information. So now what this coach is saying is conflicted with what this coach is saying. So now you can't move nowhere because you don't know which one to listen to. And it's just like, Stay in your lane, focus on, you know, focus on what you're doing and focus on how you're going to get there and the best way to get there and hone in on, you know, maybe one, maybe two people who you really believe that, you know, their way is the good way. You like the way they flow. You like the things they do and follow that and cut out all the other distractions. Like, yes. oh, that's an episode on its, on its own. That, that is- <laughs> we need to do that as an episode because it's so key. I think so often, you know, there are so many people in the online space. There's so many people that are experts. They're, I mean, they're really good at what they do. You know, it's it's not it's not a reflection of anybody's expertise, but it is confusing when you're listening to so many different people. It gets confusing as to like, okay, so who do I follow? Whose advice do I follow? And if someone is giving conflicting advice, or if someone has like a strongly opposing view to someone else, you know, you're kind of stuck in the middle like dang what do I do sis you know and it's important that we just really recognize so I think with talking about that it's like making sure that you recognize what it is that you need so that you're following the right people 
you know, you want to follow, like you said, following two people at max, I say three people, because right now I'm following three people really heavy. And these three people are the only people that I care about what their opinion is on mm-hmm. things in my business. Um, and I don't even listen to one of them on all parts of my business. There's only one specific thing I listen to her about. So it's like, <laughs> right. you could be selective, right? Like, you could be very selective, um, but it's really being intentional about minding your own business and figuring out what works for you because what works for someone else is not going to work for you in the exact same way. As much as we like to say in the online space that like, oh, you know, you make it duplicatable, you know, everybody can do it this way, blah, blah. That's not reality, right? Nobody, no two people are going to run their business the exact same way and get the exact same results. There's always room for human error, human differences, all that kind of stuff. And so we have to be really intentional about staying in our own lane. And I think that that's the biggest struggle for all as entrepreneurs. I know me specifically, like that has been my biggest struggle It's still my, like, I just had that same issue last month because I saw somebody doing something. I was like, oh, I need to do that. And I'm like, girl, that's just extra work that you just don't mm-hmm. have. And like you said, are you being busy? Like, what, what is it? Is it busy or are you being productive? We should be trying to be productive because exactly. that's going to be what can lead you to being booked out like you want. Exactly. Okay, so we talked about the struggles. What do you feel now has helped you on your road to success? Ooh, this is the <laughs> question. Okay, so I truly feel like the thing, the one thing that helped me become successful, or help, I'm not, I'm not going to say successful because I feel like success is an evolving thing; it always changes. Um, but what I will say is, what has helped me get to where I am today is tapping into my divine strategy, um, recognizing and understanding that, like we've been talking about there is a specific way that my business is supposed to run and it may not be like how somebody else's is run and that's okay. God has gifted me with very specific gifts. Um, and I, and like, I, I take this so seriously because like I, I'm actually teaching on this now. It's like, we have God-given gifts. Like there are biblical gifts. If you take, there's a test that you can take to figure out what your spiritual gifts are. Yeah. Um, and this test, like w- when it revealed to me what my gifts were, it made creating a strategy so much easier because I realized that what makes me unique is the gifts that God gave me. And I, after knowing this, I became so much more confident and I started to show up with so much authority because you couldn't tell me, well, I'm sorry, you can't tell me that I'm not the baddest. Like, sis know that she is the best out there. You know what I'm saying? Like for, for the people that need me. Right. And if you don't need me, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But I, once I realized like, okay, this is my divine strategy. Like this is the strategy that God has gifted to me based off of how he has designed me to be. I don't have to try super hard. I don't have to do all these extra things. I don't got to do nothing except for operate out of integrity and in alignment with him and I would be successful. And it sounds so like, oh, wow, that's kind of woo. Or that's kind of like, oh, so you're saying Jesus is the answer? Kind of, yeah. Right. But, you know, <laughs> it, it really is. But it's, it's, it's even deeper than that. It's about like really recognizing what it is that makes you unique, what it is that makes you stand out. And for me, I recognize that my knack is for encouraging people. Um, encouragement is a big thing for me. And community building. So I'm the type of person like, um, and, and this is something that I really like about Gary V. Gary V responds to his DMs. Um, he gets a lot of them and it takes him a while to respond, but I tested it. I sent him a DM one time and it took him about maybe two or three weeks. Cause I mean, obviously it's Gary V. I'm sure he gets like, right, tons, he has plenty. You know? 
But the fact that he responded in two weeks, honestly, that was just like really eye-opening for me. Cause I was like, wow, if, if he can respond to me, anybody should be able to respond. Like I'm not that busy, you know? And for me, it's just been really important to be super intentional about if I really want to make money and as an entrepreneur, we have to serve people first. We have to be servant leaders. We can't be the type of person that's just trying to get money, right? Because then we're selling out of desperation and it doesn't work. When you sell out of desperation, it does not work. So when I really like honed in on what my gifts were, really honed in on like what made me unique and stand out, it just changed. It, it still changed. Like sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, dang God, you did that. Like- <laughs> Really yes, like showed that. all the way up all the way out <laughs> yes awesome so what like in your journey I'm sure you've come across sometimes where you doubted yourself or you felt like you just wanted to give up um can you talk about some of those times and like what helped you to keep pushing so this is an interesting question because like the answer is kind of weird uh, last year during the, or right before the pandemic, like really hit, um, I was just going through a lot in my personal life, just between like being pregnant, all that issues. And then just like this other life, like the family issues I already mentioned before. And when I was going through all that, um, I had a moment where I was like, you know what, bump this business. Like everybody sucks. I'm not making no money. Like yeah. <laughs> this is just not working. I'm gonna get a job. And like, mind you, I'm like full-blown pregnant. Like, how am I going to get a job? I don't know. But, you know, whatever, you know, K just whatever. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get a job. I'm over it. And um, one thing that happened for me in that moment is that when I like shut down, I think that's something that's important is a lot of people are try- like try to push through and work through things, but sometimes it's okay to like put something on the shelf, like So just put it on the shelf and let it wait for a second. And it's not saying that you'll never pick it back up. You'll never go back to it. Um, But it's okay to take a break from your, from your business if you need to. And it, it now what I will say, it, it may not always be doable, right? Because I was definitely in a season where I couldn't throw my whole business away, but I threw away certain aspects of it. So that year I closed down my agency. So I have a social media marketing agency and I closed it down. I was like, yep. I told him I, I contacted my client. It was so abrupt too. Um, but luckily my contracts were ending with them. And I was like, yeah, not going to resign you guys. And they were like, what the heck? Like, what? Because <laughs> it was so left field, you know, like yeah. I had to him about it. I was just like, I'm done. So <laughs> I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Um, so the contract ends. So I think there was like one more month left in the contract. Um, I closed the agency. Um, I only did photography one weekend a month. Um, which before then I was doing it every weekend. So like I just significantly like cut my expense, like, or I'm sorry, I cut my income, um, which in hindsight wasn't the smartest thing to do, but I needed to do it. And I was able to kind of bootstrap my way through at the end. But I think it's important that if you are like hitting a wall in your business and it's, it's to a point that you're just like, I'm feeling physically sick to even show up or I'm feeling like just so terrible and low about doing it. It's okay to say like, you know what, I'm going to close down for just a short period and then I'm going to come back. So what I did is I closed down and then I took a couple of months. And when I came back to my business, I came back picking and choosing exactly what I was and was not going to do. So I, I created like really hard boundaries and really hard like tolerance levels. Like this 
is what Kay is not going to do, period. If you try me like this, you fire. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you, if you, if you look at me wrong, you fired. Like I, that's, that's right. <laughs> if you look at me funny, I'm just like, yeah, we can't work together, fam. It's okay. You know, and really setting those hard boundaries. Cause a lot of times the reason why we have to push through things or the reason why we're like experiencing all these issues and stuff like that in our business is because of external factors, right? It's because of how people are treating us because we're letting them infringe on our boundaries. Now, sometimes of course it has nothing to do with your business. It's like life issues, whatever. But a lot of times when we're having like, oh man, I'm like, you know, feeling like I'm in a creative rut or I'm feeling overwhelmed with my business. It's because people in like the people that you're working with, your clients, they're not aligned with, with what you do and who you are. And so now it's like making you sick and it's okay to say, you know what, I'm going to just cut everybody real quick. And then when I come back, you can start fresh. And it, it is hard. Cause like I literally last year in the middle of a freaking pandemic had to restart my entire business because I canceled everybody like literally. And, and that was hard, but it was, it was definitely like now on the other side of it, it was so worth it. It was so needed. Definitely. And I want to tap back into the boundaries because a lot of times we think we have to set boundaries. The only boundaries that we have to set are with clients. When a lot of times you have to set a boundary with yourself also, and you have to set some, a few boundaries with yourself. And one of them is work with the people you want to work with, work with the people that bring you joy. If you're unhappy in your business because you don't like your clients, who, who, who you got beef with, sis? You picked them. <laughs> you, you allowed them to come into your space. You allowed them to steal your joy and steal your peace. So because you allowed that now, sometimes you may have to sit and think to yourself, like, I need to release these people. And even if that means me losing a little bit of income, it's going to bring my energy is going to be so high and I'm going to be so elevated that I'm going to attract the people that I actually want to. So don't be afraid to start over. Don't be afraid to be like, you know what? Things are not working. I don't like the way this is feeling. I don't like where I'm sitting at. I need to reevaluate. And if that means starting over, then, hey, that's just what that means. And in the meantime, you know, if you feel that, if you, one of the things that Kate taps into also is not quitting your job so quickly or picking up some side jobs so that you don't get into those moments of desperation where you feel like you have to take clients that you don't want to take. And once you get there, it's very hard to bounce back. It's hard when you start taking on all these things. It's like, oh yeah, I'll do this for $200. Meanwhile, you know, you should be charging a thousand for it. So now you're absolutely miserable, but you did it to yourself. So that was a major key. Yes, yes. You know what? One thing I want to say real quick though, Ayana, is that I really love that you don't call things gems because I'm so over people saying everything's a gem. Like some stuff is just like a good side note. Like it yeah. don't gotta be a whole gem. So I really appreciate that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> okay, so since this is the Black Girls Work podcast. I'm going to ask everyone, and this is going to be something that we will do each episode. I want to know what is something that you would tell an up and coming black girl worker, anything that would empower her, anything that would help her along her journey? What is your tip or tool for her? The one tip that I would give is that where you are today is not going to be where you are tomorrow. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's important to know that like where you are right now, um, whether it's in a good place or a bad place, you won't be there tomorrow. 
you'll be in a whole new place tomorrow. Like that mm-hmm. tomorrow gives you a whole new opportunity to show up differently. Um, and this is so important because like, I know a lot of times, like we beat ourselves up like, oh, I forgot to post today. Oh, I forgot to do this today. I forgot to do that today. It don't matter. Tomorrow, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Um, every day is a new opportunity. And it's a new opportunity for growth. It's a new opportunity for understanding. It's a good, it's a new opportunity for learning. Um, And there's something good in tomorrow, right? Even if it's a bad day, you know, we all have bad days. Even if it's a bad day, there's something that's good that happened. You woke up, right? You're actually here to enjoy this bad day. And that's okay, you know? Um, And the other thing I want to say is that it's okay to feel your feelings. um, Because I think a lot of times, especially as Black women, We are so used to carrying everybody's weight as, um, you know, wives, whatever we are, like whatever your title is, wife, um, CEO, coworker, mother, sister, whatever your your role is, you're so used to like carrying so much weight that when you actually are feeling something, you don't even recognize it. And so I want to encourage you to recognize and feel your feelings. If you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling upset, if you're feeling happy, right, I want you to embrace each one of those um, those emotions and know that those feelings are valid um, and then figure out what you're going to do next, right? Like, do you want to continue to feel this feeling, right? Maybe you're experiencing joy. How can you ensure that you continue to feel joy, all right? If you're feeling sad, right? If you're having a bad day, how can you ensure that tomorrow is not a bad day, right? We have to, we have to recognize these feelings so that we can continue to pursue them because if not, we'll just kind of walk around as zombies. And y'all know what I mean, because a lot of times we walk around kind of like, Hey sis, how are you? I'm all right. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Ain't a good emotion. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. It's so basic. Like you want to be more than okay. You want to be blessed. You want to be favored. You want to be ecstatic. You want to be happy. You want to be whatever, right? Whatever that feeling is. So choose your feeling and then daily assess where you are and figure out how you can get towards where you want to be. I love that so much. And you know, personally that like, I can attest to where you are today is not where you're going to be tomorrow because I am nowhere near where I was when we met, you know, and I was, girl, (laughs) (laughs) and it took a lot of just staying on the course, believing in myself and mindset work, you know, actually doing something, being productive and not just being busy. It took all those things. So that is just super important and a great uh, token to take away. So, Kay, this has been amazing. I've enjoyed talking to you per usual. Um, So Tell our audience how they can continue to follow up with you in the future. So, girl, I'll be on Instagram all the time. No, for real, though. Y'all can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Mrs. K Hillman, and that's K-A-Y for K um, Hillman on Instagram. And then I also have a Facebook group. Um, it's free. You can just come in there and hang out and fellowship with some other entrepreneurs, other female entrepreneurs. Um, and it's called Becoming CEO. Um, and is there anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Until next time, Black Girl Workers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Black Girls Work Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or taking a screenshot and tagging us to let us know you're listening. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at BLKGirlsWERK. See you next week.